Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the 235th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Doctor. <laughs> is that going to is that going to just be the running thing now? Maybe, I don't know. We'll, uh, see. we'll, we'll see how we'll see how it feels. It felt pretty good there. How did it feel? Yeah, yeah, I don't I, I thought you were talking to somebody else. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. So, I figured I would share my trip uh, that I took over Memorial Day weekend. Um, it's probably about, what, two weeks now since Memorial Day weekend? I think so, but I'll still be in Hawaii when this gets released, so we got We need content. Gang, gang. Um, so what what happened was they, over Memorial Day weekend, I went to Spain uh, for a friend's bachelor party. Uh, it was actually two bachelors holding a joint bachelor party. Uh, I'm just going to give you some of the highlights uh the trip slash commute to the airport uh was was a journey unto itself you remember reza when you came up to new york for our uh our brazil Brazil trip trip? and you remember when we took that cab and we were sitting in traffic and you and i were just like low-key freaking the fuck out (laughs) when you put it like that yes yes, i remember quite well just you know low-key freaking super low-key yeah um I decided, and I've decided recently to like, you know what? Let's not take cabs that are like sixty to a hundred dollars to get us to the airport. <laughs> Why yeah. don't we just take the two seventy five sort of subway ride oh boy. to the AirTran? Uh, yeah. AirTran being five dollars, the whole thing is seven seventy or seven seventy five, right? Right. So I, you know, I leave my apartment with about three hours to go. Uh, and instead, it would take about an hour and 15 minutes, which is good because then when I get to the airport, I can go to the lounge, get like a bottle of water, some snacks, get on the plane, and we out. Uh, I get to – so I take the one train to the 50th Street uh, stop, and I walk out of the station to walk an avenue over to get on the E train to Jamaica Station. I get down to the station, and i standing on what I believe to be the E train platform. Uh, unbeknownst to me, uh, I get on the train and I don't realize it, but I get on the Uptown C train, oh boy. which is the wrong train going in the wrong direction. Uh, I basically took the train back to where I started, except I was two avenues away. So yeah. I'm at 72nd and Central Park West. And I go, are you kidding me? It's like 30 minutes now have gone by and I'm back to basically where I started, but in a worse position. So I take it back down. Uh, to the 50th Street station. I had to wait, obviously, for that train. Um, and then I go, where? What am I doing? So I go to the station attendant, and she goes, "Now you got to leave the station and cross the street and go to the other one." So I do that, and then when I'm standing on the platform, I'm like, "Wait, this is where I was before. Am I doing something wrong?" Turns out, dude, the E train is below everything. Oh, it's on a totally different level of the station. Now, I guess if you were someone who, like, uh, paid attention, you would have gotten that. But I was, like, listening to a podcast, yada, yada, yada. I'm not, I'm not trying to make excuses, but I'm making excuses. Uh, and so 
uh, I finally get on the right train. Except, I don't know if you've <laughs> Is heard. Is there more? <laughs> yeah, there right. More but because it's rush hour and it's the New York subway system, there's like mad delays, right? So train is stopped in between stations. Um, we're talking like train is stopped on a platform. Hey, you know the conductor comes over the uh, the radio. Hey, you know we're we're being held up by the uh, by dispatch or whatever. Like we're here for a few minutes, and then instead of going normal subway speeds, we're we're like we're inching along, and so I'm it's starting to like eat into my time. You know what I mean? Right and. We're like, you know, I left for three hours. I was supposed to get there with about an hour and 45 minutes. We're like, we're sub two hours now. And I'm nowhere near the airport. Like an hour and a half away, nowhere near the airport. And finally, around the hour mark, I finally get to the AirTran. And dude, I booked it, right? I'm like stiff arming people, like, you know. Uh, and I was only traveling with a large backpack. So I was able to like, you know, with a pep in my step. A very officially stiff arm people. Yeah, right. AirTran. Instead of waiting for the escalator, I'm like two stepping on the escalator, making my way up Whoa. this thing. Were you looking at the stairs as you were going up? You goddamn right, I am. What am oh. I? <laughs> um, what are you officially walking upstairs? Like no, a normal person? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, um, just like a normal person. Yeah, right. And uh, so get to the air train, and I get there, and it's like, oh. Will my ticket get me through security? Because I only have a PDF of the ticket barcodes in my inbox. And I get to the front of security. There's a long-ass line. And I go, nah, dude, this isn't going to work. You got to go to the desk. Oh, my Jesus. So I run to the desk. There's about like 30 minutes before boarding. Holy smokes. And Before boarding your plane. Before boarding the flight, dude. <laughs> Holy smokes. How early did you leave again? Three hours. <laughs> this is a Three disaster. Three hours. Well, here's the good thing. That you, you got through Only this cost me seven seventy five. This <laughs> Only cost me seven seventy five, Dude, if we were in a cab, dude, this would be over a hundred bucks. Yeah, for sure. That's true. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's too funny, though. Uh, at the very least, you've knocked out every possible thing that can go wrong. The next time you do this, you're going to be so efficient. Oh, I know exactly where to go. You can Yeah, you know exactly like where to go. You know exactly what you need. Like you've gotten everything possible wrong. So it's only it's 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 only time improvements from here. I hope so. I hope that's the case. Yeah. So, um. You know, get the finally get the paper ticket, make my way through security. Because it's an international flight and the flight isn't uh, supported by TSA PreCheck. Oh. Got to take everything out. You know, like. How long was the security line? Because I, I assumed you were PreCheck when you were like, you working your way through the line. I was like, yeah, with like the line of five people. No, no, dude. This was this was a full on line. What airlines was Not it? Uh, Iberia. Uh, uh, so it's a Spanish airline. Now Iberia. Now, so it's a long story short. I made it through security. Met up with somebody that I was taking the flight with, who was also going to the bachelor party. He was already in line to start boarding. Got in with him, um, and then got on the plane. Iberia is a great airline, dude. We're talking like modern, uh, modern uh, movies, right? Okay, uh, so decent food. It's like land airlines, then, huh? Right, like you know how when we got on land, we're like, dude, this is gonna be so bad. 
And then yeah. when we were on land, we're like, dude, these movies are pretty dope. And yeah. the food is okay, you know? Yeah. And then we got on the American the American oh, Airlines dude. all the way back, and it was, Man, it was, it was straight, straight out, out of the 70s. It was straight out of the 70s. Don Draper had used that plane before. Yeah. And we could tell which seats he was sitting in because they had <laughs> duct tape all over them. Right? That's exactly. all. You know, just to hold that shit together. Exactly. That's literal, too. That, like, you're not making that up. You're not exaggerating. That's literally what was going on there. Yeah. Like, and five seats were, like, cautioned off. Oh, my God. Um. Anyways, so, you know... Uh, what did I see? I saw Vice, which was a good movie. I saw Widows, which was not a good movie. Um, and then pops a, some Z-Quill, went to bed. Now, the there was, a, this, there was a connecting flight that I had to make, right? The They say that you should budget at least an hour and 15 minutes uh, for international connections. Well, Reza, my flight only had an hour and 10 so we land with an hour and ten, and you know how people like will rush to like try and get off the plane, but you end up just standing there, and like no one has figured out like just because the plane has stopped doesn't mean that you're allowed to get off the plane, you know? Like yeah. it takes a couple of minutes for all this stuff to work. So I'm just standing there, and like these like, these old women are like trying to push their way past me, and I just I stuck my hand out firm. I was like, Nah, dude, you are not moving past me today, you know? And make my way, and you know, uh ran through the terminal to get through the um oh not even that we landed on the tarmac i had to walk off the plane down the stairs to get onto a bus because we were on like the annex terminal so we were on the tarmac right i I hate this by the way yeah i hate this happens all the time when when i go to like europe it's like all right get off the plane and you're on the tarmac yeah it's like do we not have enough money to just like land properly? You know what I mean? Like where, where are we? Why are we doing this? Where uh, we we can't land proper? Like all, all the real people. You know. Right. Yep. And um, so tarmac waiting on a bus to get to the uh, annex terminal proper. Then I have to take one of those AirTran things. That connect you from the annex terminal to the main terminal do that to get to customs right get the customs which then gets us to security to get us onto the domestic flight in spain now resin you remember that whoop band that i had yep so well, i was walking through i i purposely left my apple watch at home i was like i don't want to lose this thing um i left that at home but i kept my whoop band on right because I'm, I'm doing really well you know i love the data that is shooting at me and so there's probably about 15 minutes that I have where I get to the part where I start to take the bins out for security and the boarding time, right? Like this is this is some photo finish nonsense. Jeez, and so please. because I'm in Europe, what I got to do is like I got to take my toiletries out, right? I got to take all my electronics out, got to take my uh, rechargeable battery pack out. All of that is in a bin, right? Along with yep. my wallet, my passport, my boarding pass. So all of that's in there. And then I put my big uh, backpack in another bin. I'm trying to push it through. And then the woman, the security agent, she goes, uh, hey, you got to take your bracelet off. And I go, uh, okay, it's plastic. We should be okay. She goes, no, 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 just take it off for me. Um, and then so I, I undo the whoop band. And I couldn't, like, toss it into the stuff with all of, like, my boarding pass and whatnot. So right. I put it in the thing with uh, – I put it in the bin with my backpack. I get to the other side. I'm like looking. I'm like, all right, we got about 12 minutes left, and it's and it says like because the airport is so big, 
it take they're saying that it'll take 10 minutes to walk to the gate that i'm supposed to be at oh boy so i'm like all right you know uh my shoes are on i'm putting all that stuff away and i'm like i go to my backpack i put it on and i and i and i start like hustling to get to the gate i forgot my whoop band fuck I was dude, waiting for it. Dude, I forgot my whoop band, man. Like, I, I didn't realize until I got to the gate. I was like, oh, oh no. nah, dude. Like, and this is one of those things where, like, I love this thing. And the way they do it is you don't pay for the band itself. You basically get it for free, but you got to pay a subscription, right? Right. And there's different, like, payment models. So, like, you can either get the six-month, the eight-month, or I'm sorry, six-month, nine-month, and 12 month and depending on which plan you do you might pay a little bit more for the band like for the hardware and less per month or you pay nothing for the hardware and more per month so i decided to just give this thing a shot test it out pay nothing for the band 30 dollars a month and because uh my friend jenny shout out to jenny strongest crossfitter i know <laughs> squat game all day um she gave me a referral code because she swears by the whoop band, right? Right. Because she's the Olympic lifter, totally changed her lifestyle so that she can maximize those gains. Um, she gave me my first month free, and that's sort of, you know, the tier that I went in. And I'm thinking, like, man, like, I was also, like, just a couple of days away from getting, like, the advanced metrics. You got to wear this thing for 28 nights so they can build a profile around for you. And, like, I'm at 24 nights. You know, like, I was going to be so excited, like, get all this shit in. But, you know, I, I lost my whoop band, and, you know, we flew the one-hour f- uh, flight from Madrid to Mallorca. Mallorca is, like, this island off the coast of Spain. It's where Rafael Nadal's from. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah. Uh, they speak with a lisp. That's all I know. Um, but the Spanish comes with a lisp. Uh, their S's become, like, heavy TH sounds. Um, so, like... Now, what I, what I knew about this uh, bachelor party was that it was going to be a heavy drinking weekend. We're talking guys that, like, can can go hard in the paint with drinking. And I don't drink at all, but I was going to be there to support my friend. And we have to stop the story and go back because I just realized that two weeks before this trip, my uh, my good buddy Earl, he goes, shout out to Earl McGurl. Earl um, McGurl. Yeah. You know, what up, Earl? Earl McGurl. And uh, he goes, dude, we should like, you know, book, because we booked the same flight, right? He goes, dude, we should uh, pick seats so we can sit together, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and I go to do that, and I type in my confirmation code, and it says there is no flight by this confirmation code. And then I go into my email and I search Iberia Airlines, dude. So Earl and I booked this flight October of last year, right? Ten minutes after I thought my confirmation code went through, I got a cancellation from the airline for fraud reasons. Oh boy. So I didn't know that that went through, right? Like I didn't realize I got that. And then two weeks before I'm supposed to fly out, I realize I don't have a ticket to this thing. Jeez Louise. And if Could I were to get on possible the... possible go wrong for this flight, man? Right? If I had to get on the, like, OG flight that I was supposed to get on, it would have been $1,300. Wow. And mm. so I had to find another flight. 
which ended up being a flight that other people were on for this uh, relatively the same amount of, uh, than before. So it wasn't like a total loss, you know? Um, it's just uh, it's just one of those things where you thought you paid for the flight like, what, eight months ago, you know? Or nine months ago. Yeah. And now you got to pay for it again. Right. That was a stupid thing on my part. I it, it makes me like super anal about like booking things now and realizing that, like, hey, Wait for the confirmation. Wait for your credit card to get charged. You know, like all this stuff. Yeah. Um, I did check my credit card. I but I never got charged for it. So this is just on me. Anyways, we no, get to- No, I mean, to- I completely understand where you're coming from with that. It's, it's definitely an easy, an easy-ish mistake to make. Right? You know? It right? feels like it is. Like you, you, you get the confirmation. You're like, all right, cool. I'm good to go. And especially when you got other stuff to do, like how often when I, so when I make a large purchase, I get a, I get a message from my credit card company mm-hmm. that says- large transaction approved right so if i were yeah. to get an e- and i'm not like checking these e- i'm not checking these emails or text messages to like actually verify the information that it says so if i'm getting a message from like american express i'm like all right cool it went through turns out it's like actually we said no because the fraud alert and without reading the final details of that email you're not going to know and again if you're like if you got other stuff going on that day like the last thing you're going to do is really not the last thing you can do but I could just see it being super easy to make that mistake. So I completely understand and sympathize with you. The, yeah. So it was just like a lot of stress leading up to the flight stress on the actual flight. And anyway, so we get there and then we take a cab directly from the airport to like this, uh, what I thought was going to be a beer garden. Cause everyone was already like drinking people who got there, uh, who got there first we get there dude and it is a we end up not going to the original beer garden um we went to this place called mega park and you do me a favor reza uh google image search mega park mallorca m-a-l-l-o-r-c-a got it um do you see the photos opening them up right Ooh, ooh, yes i do yeah that's the place that we were in and this is in the German part it looks like of pure chaos. Yeah, is it uh, always like this? It's always like this. We went there at two p.m. and it was packed. Uh, people were drinking le- left, right, and center. Oh, um, so you can sort of see, like you know, there's uh, a shit ton of people uh, standing around. There's like dancers, you know, uh, on tables and all that stuff. Uh, and so I was like, I'm in it. I'm in, I'm in it deep now. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and all of the servers are speaking German. There's an MC there who's like MC in a booty contest. Are you uh, serious? Yeah. It's like, it's just debauchery at its, at its like, sort of, <laughs> at its, at its worst. It's a great word. Right? It's a great word. Um, I ain't gonna lie to you. I enjoyed the booty contest. Uh, I, I bet you did. It was just like, I don't know what is happening right now but everyone's singing and dancing and i don't know what's going on right now i'm also i feel like the most sober person there uh but you know i ended up leaving for a little bit with a uh with one of the guys to get some food across the street when we ate some uh, donor kebabs one of my favorite things to do whenever i'm out in uh in europe gotta get me at least a donor kebab um but then we know we took the we were waiting for like all the stragglers on all the different flights to get there we took uh we got a shout out to, to Karthik. He was one of the uh, the bachelors who was celebrating their bachelor party on this weekend. He is like super amazing 
with uh, planning all the logistics and everything. He planned the Airbnb. He planned all of the events for the weekend. He planned because our Airbnb was like an hour outside of downtown uh, Palma, which is like the uh, the capital of Mallorca, or whatever. Um, we were basically staying in the rural part of the island, but you know, there's no Ubers, there's no nothing. So he basically coordinated so that there would be a van that would pick all 12 of us up from the house, drop us off to wherever we were, pick us up from wherever we were, and then bring us back to the house at whatever hour we needed it to be in. Um, The Airbnb that he selected was like this, basically like this massive villa. I think there was like nine bedrooms, um, pool, you know, cabanas. Uh, He also uh, coordinated like this private like chef to come and make up this massive meal. We were eating outside. Uh, the first night, I decided to stay in because I was exhausted. But the guys uh, got dressed up. And then they left the house, I think, at 11 and came back at like 5 or whatever in the morning. Because uh, they went out. They went hard. Um, yeah, then the next day, uh, we all went to this place called Nikki Beach. Which is like this uh, beachside club. And... You know, we got a cabana, so we're sitting under the cabana, you know, enjoying the good weather. But this is like bottle service, right? So they're about to go hard on bottle service. And Earl and I are like, you know what? Why don't we bounce? Why don't we go see Palma for real? Because when you go to TripAdvisor and you search Palma, Mallorca, it's like, oh, there's all these cool things you can do. There's an old town center. There's this magic, uh, there's this, like massive cathedral. So I was like, oh, I want to see this stuff, you know? I want to like right. eat the, uh, I want to eat the local like cuisine. They got like Iberian uh, Iberico ham, which is like the Blackfoot ham, because uh, you know Spanish uh, cuisine really treasures uh, pork, right? It's like a superfood out there. And being a Chinese dude, like I, you know, it's really, you know, game recognized game. You know, we got <laughs> yeah. a, we got a strong pork game. Y'all got a strong pork game. I'm all about that. Um, so I wanted to try that. They had this uh, this uh, dessert pastry called Ensaimada, and Ensaimada is like basically imagine the Imagine a brioche, right? Look this uh, Google Google images for me. E n s a i m a d a. I think is what it's called. Ensaimada. Yep, I, I found it. Um, it's basically the cross between a brioche outside mm-hmm. and a uh, croissant inside. Okay, yeah, it looks very croissant. Yeah. So we ate that. Well, so we all wanted to get some of that. So we took a cab from Nikki Beach in uh, in Magaluf, which is like some um, some neighborhood there. To Palma, we uh, we walked around uh, the cathedral, uh, Old Town Square. We did a lot of shopping. There was a, like it was a really cool scene, um, walking down like these like narrow, windy like uh, cobblestone streets, and there was a lot of like men's streetwear that like local Spanish or Mallorcan like men's streetwear brands. You love your yeah. streetwear. I love my streetwear, but like Earl really went hard. He he bought a lot of cool stuff. Um, he bought some suede shoes, he bought some cool t-shirts, um, and I just, like, didn't find anything that was, like, really speaking to me. There was one thing that was speaking to me, uh, these Argato, uh, like, slides, you know, because slides are, are, are coming back, and I haven't worn slides since I was in high school. Um, I mean, I got my house flip-flops, and I got my outside flip-flops, but I don't have slides. Do you, do you wear slides? No. Um... I just remember my old school slides being like the Adidas ones with like the the pips, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but I mean, slides are coming back in a strong way, and 
uh, we were at this uh, streetwear uh, store and they had these arigato slides with like this like really nice woven like bird on it or whatever. Dude, it's a hundred euro. I can't get it. I can't get in on that right now. I'm not that kind that's of guy. How I feel about, that's how I feel about any streetwear. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you look at these complex videos, uh, shop, uh, shoe shopping with Joey De Palma. No, I mean, like, you can't watch those things. You can't watch those things, man. Um. Anyway, so you know we were doing a lot of shopping, and I almost bought this sweater uh, that was on the clearance rack. Right, it was like a hundred euro sweater with a with a red sticker on it, uh, and it was based. Uh, it was it was made by this uh, streetwear brand called Muse M E W S, and it was like a gray crew neck sweater with a with block lettering on it, uh, and like a red, white, and blue block letter. And it said "Good Morning Muse," which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and I looked at the the tag; it was like a hundred euro, but it's like the clearance rack, and with a red sticker, it meant seventy percent off. And I, like, I can mess, I can mess with like a forty dollar <laughs> crew neck sweater, you know what I mean? Uh, but unfortunately, it was too big, so I was like, you know what? It just ain't it ain't meant to be. Um, we also walked past like this like Supreme store, and I was like, I am not rocking Supreme, you know what <laughs> I mean? Word. Just well, just because like I don't know if you know, but like Supreme is owned by a private equity group. Yeah, I saw the. Uh, you I saw, saw the, the Hassan Minaj. Minaj. Yeah. yeah. So you're telling me that like all these people out here rocking your Supreme, this and that, you know, like y'all, yeah, it used to be, and it still is one of like the legendary New York City like streetwear brands, right? Right. But if it's now owned by private equity, like, dude, they're they're cheesing you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't tell you, but when I got back from my interview in North Carolina, there was I was getting off the plane. There was this kid in front of me, decked out in Supreme everything, man. He had a Supreme backpack, got the, all the Supreme, just you know. It don't make sense, dude. I was like, damn, this dude, lo- this dude loves the Supreme. Yeah, right. Like it's a, uh, like is that serious? You know what I mean? Like yeah. Anyways, so uh, we we did that, and then we uh, what's it called? We uh. We came back to the house. We ate dinner. People went out again. Oh, I'm sorry. People didn't go out. People uh, like drank pretty heavily that night. But like Earl and I were really, uh, really exhausted, so we went to bed early. Uh, and the next day, we were supposed to do coast steering, uh, which is basically like hiking along the the cliffs of the near the water, then doing like cliff diving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but everyone uh, woke up real late, uh, and so we we couldn't do it. Um, so we just canceled it. So. Earl, myself, and uh, this uh, this guy there, Rahil, shout out to Rahil, uh, father of the year. Um, we decided to run. We go for a short run. We ran from our villa to like this town nearby that was about four miles away, and so we were running down like the rural uh, roads um, from our villa. Now, granted, they were paved roads; it's sort of a highway, you know. But uh, we're running along the side of a highway for four miles. We get to this place called Porto Petro, um, and it's just a sleepy town, dude. It's like one of those things where it's like uh, when we went to uh, Bahrainas, you know? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Just like a real sleepy town, you know what I mean? And we we get there. There's like, thankfully, though, there's like, you know, some hotels. You can see like a few, uh, what's it called? Uh Oh my god, tourists walking around. A lot of restaurants near the water because this is where all the boats are docked. So three of us, you know, we go to a cafe. We're sitting outside. Um, we had some 
uh, seltzer, we had some fresh squeezed orange juice, and we just like sat there and had a conversation. And and dude, let me tell you, this this conversation really made the trip for me because it, you know, I was kind of wary about going on the trip. You know, I'm the only guy that doesn't drink. I'm like real nervous about like everyone getting blitzed all weekend. And what am I gonna do out of here? Just like be the only sober one. Yeah. Um, and so it, I was a little nervous about that. And then, you know, with this conversation, we were just talking about like, oh, you know, he like has all these mentors because he started his own business. He sold the business. He joined this other guy. And, you know, he was just, you know, low key dropping all this like wisdom on me that like, you know, there's a, you got your personal side of things, you got your professional side of things. And he goes, always make sure that at least one, ideally both, but at least one is like real doing real well right like you shouldn't have both things in your life not be doing well yeah Um, yeah which makes sense right like if work is going well you're gonna put a lot more energy into work but you should still make sure your private life is still good right Uh, and sometimes you you might be stalling at work a little bit but maybe at least make sure like you know you're healthy or your relationships Mm -hmm. are good uh and he he introduced this concept to me called return on time invested and just this idea of like you really need to make sure that like the five areas of your life are getting the right investment uh, of time that you're putting in, but also that you're getting what you need out of it, right? So I think the five uh, aspects that he talked about are like uh, professional, and then it's like uh, family, loved ones, friends, things you want to do or something like that. Like I, I, I won't lie to you, I'm, I'm butchering this right now, but there's like five aspects of your life that you like you should really try and figure out the right uh split on, on time that you're spending right and then uh i started talking to him and being real vulnerable about like you know like you know i'm stressed out all the time and you know i got a haircut right before the uh right before the trip you know got a new barber tested out a new barber so i got you know the skin fade uh a little bit off the top with the force part looking real good uh, this was also a young barber, so you know he made sure the lines were looking real good. And he goes, "Dude, are you stressed?" And I've never met this guy before, right? I was testing right. a new barber. He goes, "Dude, are you stressed? Like really stressed?" And I go, "Yeah, I'm like I'm really stressed." He goes, "Dude, you're getting alopecia." Oh shit! I go, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, dude, it's 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 not like massive alopecia, right? It's not like the horror stories of alopecia." But he goes, when he's doing the skin fade on the sides of my, like, near my temples or whatever, he goes, dude, I can see some alopecia coming in here. Oh, wow. He goes, there's a little bit. There's a gap here. There's a couple of, like, small, tiny gaps here and there. So I was like, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, man. I know a lot of this is, like, self-imposed, you know? Because, like, I I put a lot of pressure on myself, especially with work, especially with, you know, I feel like I live a very high-performing life style. And that's not meant to, like, stun on anybody, but that's just, like... You know, I got a lot of shit going on at work. I'm running all the time. You know, I, there's a lot of things that I feel like I need to get done every day. And so that naturally just devolves or evolves, depending on how you look into it, uh, into stress. And he, I was like, you know, it's funny that, like, I have a very healthy head of hair. And I normally try to get my haircut done every two weeks. But the fact that he said that I got alopecia makes me sort of need to re-evaluate things, you know? So I'm sitting on this flight, like, really thinking about, like, dude, like, am I am I running myself into the ground? You know what I mean? Like, is there something I got to do to, like, de-stress or whatever? So then, you know, cut back to this uh, conversation that we're having. And he's just like, yeah, like, you know, 
everything that I kept telling this guy about, like, you know, what he's learned on all these things, all these lifestyle things, he, like, he would flip it around on me and ask me how I'm living my life. And I would tell him, you know, because you know me, I'm a very particular guy. Things need to be done a very particular way. Um, and it's hard for me to be flexible about seeing things done a different way. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, I see. that's yeah. just the nature of who I am. Or else and you then, flip out, start punching holes through walls like Andy Bernard. Exactly. Uh, like the Nard Dog. And he, what he did was very astutely and very elegantly would turn it around on me, but mm-hmm. like upend my, uh, my expectations on things. So I'll give you an example. And this is like me uh, just being real with you. I set these really lofty, like, professional goals, right? Right. And I'm, like, hyper-focused on them, trying to do whatever I can to to attain these things. And sometimes it takes a number of years to, like, attain these goals. I got, like, a really long, uh, long sort of viewed, uh, long-tenured goals. And I... I sort of make them pretty aggressive, so I know I got to work hard to achieve them. But I know that once I achieve them, I'm in a good spot for that point, right? Yeah. The second I get there, dude, I like celebrate for like a day maximum, and then it's like, all right, dude, put that sh- you know put that award away, put it away in the case, and we're on to next year. It's like you know you you win the Lombardi Trophy and then you're back at OTAs like the next day. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like like I I don't really stop and smell the roses. I always feel like you know I'm I'm too young to like really rest on my laurels. Um, I'm always looking ahead. There's always something I could be doing better. Um, you know, even if I like get like a really long-standing goal or achieve something, I'm always wondering like could I have done it faster or smarter or you know. Could I have done something differently to get here faster so I could jump even further, you know? So in a sense, I'm really hard on myself. I don't really, like, like to smell the roses, right? I don't, I don't. It's hard for me to be present for a lot of this stuff. Right. So he goes, like, dude, like, what if instead of having these, like, massive goals that have long half-lives that, like, takes you forever to get there, like, what if you did it where you had many small goals and you celebrated something every day, right? And he's like, as long as, uh, you know, I really got to reach out to him again to figure out what all these things were. I should have written it down. <laughs> but the idea is like, you know, your health, your knowledge, something at work, is something in your personal life. And as long as something went well or you attained something new or you did something really good in one of those four areas every day, that should be a win in your book. And so, in my mind, that's pretty interesting, right? Because that uh, that shortens the the focus period uh, from potentially years to daily. Certainly, right? yeah. So, yeah, and and he's not advocating to like not have these long term goals, but not to like beholden yourself to them on a day to day basis, where they create almost like this like shroud over you. You know, like there's like a it's almost like the like this lonely like cloud that keeps blocking out the sun wherever you walk. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and I thought that was very interesting, and that really made me re-examine how I want to uh, live my life. You know, it's like uh, I'm thir- I'm going to be thirty soon, right? 
Yep. And how long have we been doing this podcast for? Like four years? 2015 of September, I believe. Yeah, so, f- so almost, almost four years. Almost four years, yeah. And you and I have certainly been very close for, what, nine years in our 20s? Yep. All right, maybe 10 years. Yep. Um, when did we start gaming? Was it Black Ops year? 1. So it would, have, it would have been, it would have been uh, beginning of senior, like it was senior year of college. Senior year of college, yeah. Yeah. I was, so that's like 20, 21, 22. Yeah. So now it's 20, 21, I think. I think I'm like a year younger than No, am I a year younger than you? You're like a few months younger than me. A few months. But like, we're talking like nine years, right? Nine yeah. years out of 10 years. So 90% of this decade, like, you know, we've done shit where like, I would get home from work. We'd game to like two or four in the morning, and I'd wake up at seven and like just like <laughs> oh, run the shit back. I can't imagine. You remember it's that? like having a baby, dude. Um, but like you know, like now, like our our gaming is like so rare where we'll maybe squeeze in like an hour if we're lucky. You know? Yeah, very lucky. I mean, the other day we were playing. Was it yesterday we tried to play? And like we signed on. Hoping to get an hour, uh, ideally or realistically, forty-five minutes, oh, like right? thirty minutes or so, yeah. But we and signed on and the server, for servers. yeah. So we only had ten minutes, but like I still really cherish those ten minutes because we can sort of turn our brain off and you know just like sort of be in the moment there. But yeah. you know, I'm realizing that like, well, I'm starting to realize. I'm really starting to analyze, like you know, what I've done from my from my twenties has got me to this point, and I'm very excited about where I am. But will that same process be applicable in my 30s? Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we, we got so far doing it this way. Is it time to, like, look at the playbook again and be like, yo, we got to toss out a lot of these plays. Because where we're trying to get to is next level shit, right? Which means that the plays have got to be different. You know, it's sort of like um, to generalize and to really oversimplify, like... The playbook that you had in your life when you were a student, right, during right. your 20s, is probably not going to be helpful for you when you're in your 30s where, like, you got a job now. You got, a, you know, you got all these other things that are, that are coming. And it's like, well, I don't know if the playbook still works. So I'm trying to really think about this from a – from a perspective of like what we did in our 20s is like one set of things but is it going to be um is it going to be the right thing for us to do in our 30s and so that's what i was really thankful for with this uh with this conversation with him where he really made me examine the uh the choices that I was making, I think, in my life, and whether or not they were the healthiest. And he wasn't like trying to like change me or anything. He just he would just ask me questions, right? And like doing like some like Aristotle stuff or or, or Plato stuff, or just like yo, like let I'm gonna let you realize some stuff without me like uh, judging you or or providing anything, um, and letting you sort of remember and not remember but sort of letting you understand what's going on right so um and then we ended up like you know after all that um we got some food for everybody we 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 sort of hopped back to the uh 
to the house. Everyone was playing drinking games. We all got ready. We uh, we went out and got dinner. And then, uh, you know, people went to, to get some drinks after dinner. But Earl and I decided to dip. And then we went to a nice little uh, dessert spot. Uh, we got some desserts. We got some coffees. And then, uh, and then we made our way back. And, like, you know, it was a... I, the way I want to sum up this trip was like it wasn't the trip I thought I wanted, but it was yeah. certainly the trip I think I needed. Where there was no Wi-Fi, so you—I mean, I was basically oh, right. out yeah. of pocket, right? Yeah. Um, I was there was no Wi-Fi at the house because like some storm had just come through, and, like knocked it out, and they weren't going to be able to fix it while we were there, which is some real European shit, right? Um, <laughs> and. So I wasn't like on Reddit. I couldn't use my phone as a crutch, and so I really like uh, I really was able to be present in a place and really be alone with my thoughts for a little bit. And you know, there was the stresses of work weren't there anymore. The stresses of like training for marathons wasn't there anymore. I really got to like step back and really examine some shit, and like it was very very interesting and illuminating and i'm excited to like think about it some more and uh and give it some real thought and see how i can apply it to my life yeah it sounds really interesting yeah um once i get some more information i'll, I'll definitely uh share it with you in like a more uh in-depth way so we can really get a sense of what i'm saying okay. um because I, I i really feel bad that i'm butchering it right now but uh you're fine, man. Yeah. And last but not least, uh, so I get back on the Monday. And then on Tuesday, I took Carolyn out to celebrate her birthday. Um, we did a second dinner. The first dinner that we did was at L'Artuzzi, um, which is one of the, uh, the really nice Italian joints in the city. Uh, we were eating pasta. Dude, we got six pastas that night. Wow. Oh, we ordered six pastas, and we put Jeez. them away like a champ, dude. Really? Yeah, we had a <laughs> starter. Uh, they gave us... Uh, like an additional starter like on the house um and then we ordered five we ordered five pastas but then they gave us a, a six pasta to taste um we had some desserts we had coffee it was great it was a lovely joint um i actually went to l'artuzzi before with a for like a a holiday dinner with the guys where we booked out the private wine room there was like 18 of us in there um but when I got back on Monday, uh, I'm sorry, and the day after on Tuesday, uh, I took Carolyn to Blue Hill in the city. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, and it was great, dude. It was amazing. The next time you're in the city and you and uh, Elena are by, we should, we should, uh, if you let me know early, I can get us, we can get the four of us there. It's, it's, uh, it's different than the one at uh, Stoneborns that we did together, right? Right. Like we certainly don't have to suit up. Um, oh, okay. It's casual. Okay. I mean, you can be as casual as you want. Some people went yeah, yeah. in like real casual. Like some dude came in cargo shorts. I was like, bro, check yourself. Um, uh, <laughs> what are those? But uh, you know, most people are just like just come in like you know like a button down and like like right, a right. nice you know like dress dress like an adult. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah, a doctor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it wasn't like the the two two hundred and change per person like twenty three course, um, whatever. But Yo, real talk though, when we were in the kitchen, dude, how much fun did we have? My ride or die carrot, you know what I mean? Um, 
I forgot yeah. about that. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> How cool was it, though, to, like, be really in the cool. kitchen, right? Yeah. Because that was some that was some next-level stuff because I thought that they were going to take us into the bakery, right? I kept saying, like, right. oh, you know, they take us to the bakery before. I wonder if they'll do this again. Right. And I remember, like, they, they, walked, they took the four of us, right? And real talk, though, didn't you think it was pretty cool that we got to, like, I felt like we got to stun on everyone because of, like, how young we were <laughs> compared to everyone? You know what I mean? We were also like the only people talking. Like everyone feel, was like, like mad quiet, like, right? Everyone was like, yeah, I just feel like everyone was being super serious, you know? Yeah, right. And we were like, I mean, the four of us were like real feeling up on ourselves, right? Like, yeah. I think it also helped that we were a fort, uh, a group of four, because we got this in the middle, because it True. looked like everyone that was like a two seater was sitting around the perimeter of the room, and they were sitting like next to each other instead of like in front of each other. Which I think kind of feels weird because it makes us feel like I don't know, like we're in some uh, some like uh, uh, exhibit or some shit, you know? Right. But uh, I'm like I'm like remembering this uh, in real time right now. But then I remember like what they they took us up uh, to go on a field trip in the middle of our dinner, and then the, uh, the guy and they they really appreciated us because we were like joking around, you know what I mean? Right. We were keeping it hundred. Um, and. He goes, when you be all cook? And I'm like, yeah, we all cook. He goes, great. We're going to take him into the kitchen. I was like, you got to be, you got to be joking. We get to go into the belly of the beast. You know what I mean? And then I, I waved to Dan Barber. <laughs> right? And he goes, hey, thanks so much for coming in. And I mean, he doesn't remember that, but I remember that. And I think that's dope as fuck, you know? Right. It'd be, it'd be cool to get a photo with him, but like he's working. I'm not going to go in there and be like, yo, man, let me get a, let me get a photo with you. Yep. Um, anyways, <clears throat> the Blue Hill in New York is fantastic you can either do a four course uh you can do a six course or you can do an extended guy uh we did the, the uh we did the six course and you can decide to do the uh the longer guy and um the one thing is like if you're a, if you're a two-seater like it's really packed in the restaurant um but we got lucky we sat at a corner table um which is really really lucky because we didn't feel like we were like bumping elbows with other people yeah um the food is mad good um and thankfully you didn't have to be there for like four hours you know what i mean and then get on the train <laughs> and all that shit like it's uh it's nestled right in the city it's casual dress and uh they got those non-alcoholic cocktails dude which is like low-key so good you know because i want to yeah. drink something other than sparkling water but uh normally you're sort of stuck with that but you're out you're telling me that we get to drink some non-alcoholic drinks like we out here yeah so I really recommend this. And the next time you're in the city, we should celebrate, dude. All right. We'll see when that is. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what that is. If yeah, you can we'll let me know early, like at least a month early, mm-hmm. then we can we can make it happen. Sounds good. I think that'd be really fun to celebrate. I think we should celebrate it because you're a doctor now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's that's sort of the, the long and short of the Memorial Day weekend. So I figured we get that. Uh, I share that with you so we can we can get on yeah. tape. Yeah, I hadn't heard the story, so. Yeah. Um, was there anything weird about the travel back? Well, I mean, I tried to find the lost and found at the airport, um, but it wasn't happening. They don't have one. Somebody has my root fan up there. That, uh, I understand. So I ended so. up, I got a uh, I got an email from Whoop that like, so the band that I had was a 2.0, and yeah. they just launched a 3.0. Which is kind of cool. I mean, the, the biggest thing about it is like the 2.0 has like a 24-hour battery or something like that. So you basically got to charge it every day, right? Yeah. The 3.0 has a five-day 
battery. Oh wow! Um, and they also they're like leading into like this like live shit. So like you know you, you can like record yourself um, doing a workout somehow on your phone, and they'll just overlay your heart rate stuff on top of it. They're making it a little more social. Where like if you have a whoop band, I got a whoop band. We can like uh, send challenges to each other. It's sort of like the Fitbit. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I reached out to whoop and I was like, yo, listen, like, I'm sorry. I lost my band. Um, how do I get a replacement one? You know, I'm on the $30 a month, uh, subscription model. Like how much it's going to cost. And then I got an email today and they're like, it's going to cost, you know, we can certainly help you replace one. It's going to cost you $150. Hmm. And I was like, ugh, but you know how much the whoop 3.0 is to upgrade? 120. Oh, I was like, I guess I'm upgrading. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So I, I upgraded today. But the issue is, dude, when I'm checking out to get this whoop band, they're saying that in the uh, shipping method, it's going to take two to three weeks to ship, and then it's mm. five to seven days delivery. Dude, I'm not going to get this for a month. <laughs> so you're just out of a band for the next month. I'm now out of a band for Now a you're month. back how, to the uh, yeah, Apple I, Watch. How am I going to know if my heart rate is, is doing well or not? You know I don't I mean? know. I do not know. I'm going to be out here like you, like you fools. With, with with no data, <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm out. I thought I was out here, just I was third eye. My third eye was open, Reza. I was able to, to to see what was going on under the hood, and now I'm just like anyone, everyone else in Westeros. You know, not Brand the Broken, can't just see. Dead. Right, I can't. I'm not like Doctor Strange. I don't see the 14 million uh, different outcomes. So. Yep. Anyways, that's it for me. That's all I got for you. All right. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Sounds good. Cool, man. Uh, all right. Well, I'm Rezzo. You're Dr. Rezzo. I'm Dr. Oh, Rezzo. you got to stick the landing. Come <laughs> my on. My bad. My bad. I'm not changing my name. I'm Rezzo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week.